Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. And the crowd goes wild. I need that whole applause. It's crazy when you're in your house alone. But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as we welcome to the Forbes Factor, it's one of my favorite hours of the week. Although I'm not sure if I know the difference between day and night now. I've become such a clubhouse addict. If you know what I'm talking about, say hi, yes. That means that you can find friends all throughout the night, all throughout the day. I wake up and uh, it's, it's fascinating. Um, I am in the market for another assistant. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Murphy Brown. It was a TV series a long time ago. Sure. And I think, her, yeah, her comic thing was that she'd gone through 99 assistants. I'm at, <laughs> I'm at 112. This one lasted a week. She had an anxiety attack and went home. Apparently, I, <laughs> I'm not everybody's cup of tea. You burn them out. <laughs> I did. You know what? We really... She joined me. I had a beautiful opportunity this week, and I want to thank the people at Real Summits to speak in front of, it was a global summit from Africa to China to around the, literally around the entire globe. And it was very powerful. It was a very emotional uh, thing for me. Uh, I did my first a 45 minute speech, then a two hour standing. I was with Deepak Chopra and Damon John and a lot of very, very big men. Now, I love my men, but I will tell you today we're going to celebrate it's International Women's Month. I know it's supposed to be a day, but you know us women, it's an entire month. I want to say hi to Susan and Maddie and Sally Green and all my friends from around the world. Uh, today, you know, it's not about bashing men. I love men. In fact, I'm raising a, a man over here. Right, right, could you have a second to say hi? Or are you in, in between classes? Yes, I'm raising the future of the world. And uh, come over here for a second. I'm going to come, come sit for one quick second. You get to be shorter than that. He's six foot. You barely fit in there. Hello. Hey, so it's International Women's. Can you tell everybody what you're the president of? Oh, of the Young Feminist Club of my school. Now, wait a second. This is kind of crazy. Can you yeah. just tell me a little bit about that? Can you scoot a little closer um, to the microphone? So I joined when I was a sophomore. I'm a senior now because me and my sister would always get into arguments about, like, feminist stuff because when – when I, f I wasn't very educated a couple of years ago on what feminism was. And I, there's this, there's always that stigma that it, you know, they have different color hair and they're going to scream at you. And I, when I got, when I joined the club to find out what I was like, talk, like what I was up against when McKenna, I learned to do something completely different and that there is that stigma around it for no reason. And it's like in any group, there's your crazy people. And that I was fighting, I was fighting the wrong battle and that I should be supporting her instead of fighting some stupid against some small part of something she believes in. And so when I joined two years ago, I, um, I don't know, I was a member. And then when the club ran out of um, seniors to be presidents, I said, I'll step up and do it. I know enough about the club. I have a really powerful mama and sister who own their own business in a, you know, man's world. And, um, you know, I'm, really proud of it now and like I've done a lot with yeah them. you've done a lot you've had a lot of initiatives do you get any flack for that awesome. being a guy oh yeah I mean of course but I mean I see so many people do more bold things so me claiming that title uh young feminist president really doesn't like I don't feel ashamed of it not as some people would think I would be I 
actually think it's just amazing. I, and you know, I've got some very powerful women. I've got Paula and Natalie and Laura. Uh, do you guys just want to, while well, I've got him for a second, he's still in school. And that's one of the problems with being, uh, you know, post-COVID here. Uh, do you want to ask him, Paula? Paula, is, Paula has oh, eight children. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I love what you just said, honey. You said, you know, being bold. You use that word bold. And I love it because this, is, this defines our generation. You're more bold than we were back in the, you know, I'm 72. So in the 50s and 60s, 70s. And the men would never do what you just did. And I'm so proud of you. And, but there is a shift. There's an amazing shift and a lot of it's happening in your generation and partly, you know, your sister's being so successful because of, because she's in a position to say, hey, learn from us. And I, I love learning from your generation. Yeah, I have eight children, five, three sons. And so, and I love, I love. And how many grandchildren? 24, 24. 24 grandkids, but I love that you're sitting on your mama's lap, and I love that you just lifted your mom and your sister. And that takes, you know, I'd, I'd love to get to know you better, and I'm sure that the women of the world would, because we can learn a lot from our youth, and especially from the young men who are looking at what's happening, this beautiful rising and awakening of the women of the world. And you're saying, hey, I can play. I can be part of this. And you absolutely can, honey. Yeah, and I'm I'm really proud of him. I mean, you have a very strong dad. His dad is six foot six, Notre Dame football player. It's not like he was just raised by me. Natalie, <laughs> do you have a question for Riker? Well, yeah, I, it's a general question because uh, you know, of course, I love what you're doing. But my question is, when you talk to other boys, guys, young men your age, what do you recommend doing? What do you recommend? What 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 do you tell them about being on the forefront, on the leadership? for women's equality and women's empowerment? Well, first, when I talk to them, I question sort of myself, what is their um, like influence at home? So for me, I know what got me into being a feminist was my mom and sister. And if they're lacking strong connection with a sister or a mother, their perspective on it is going to be like that classic masculine brooding, like where they don't, they don't understand. And like, so what, what I try to do is I try to sort of debunk where they're coming from by just like, you know, using my logic as a guy. So I'm a guy as well against them that like, I'm a guy, I'm doing it. Why aren't you doing it? And so all of a sudden they're left. Oh, when it's a girl arguing against a guy, they can very clearly draw a line and be like, oh, you're a girl. So that, but when it's a guy doing it, their defense gets pretty weak. What would you, so Luana, do you want to ask Riker a question while he's here? Actually, the audience online is loving, oh my God, this conversation melts my heart. <laughs> Sally Green, like, he needs to be behind the, in front of the camera more. It's very sweet. He likes being behind the camera. Luana, what would you ask Riker? Hi. Hi, I'm Luana from Nashville. Um, my question is, um, um, how do you deal with uh, speaking uh, in front of a crowd and uh, being in public. I will admit it is really nerve wracking and I always get nervous even though I've done it probably a hundred times now because of my mother. But a lot of the time it's sort of just like when you get out there, you just have to speak what you feel because pe people love authentic people. No one wants someone that's just speaking the cliche and seems like they're reading off a script. They want someone who's speaking from the heart because no matter what you say, 
if your heart's in the right place and you're speaking from what you believe in, people are going to adore that and people are going to support that because it's authentic and that's just more likable. You know, you're 18 years old, which I'm blown away that he's not five anymore, but I'm also hearing this man with great logic. What would you say to moms with little boys? I think you turned out pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. 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 But I used to like your mom, which is crazy. What would you say to a mom who's like, well, how do you raise a kid like that? How do you raise a kid like that? Well, I would say there's a lot of things. So one I would say is that keeping an open mind and letting them explore for themselves rather than telling them what to explore. And so I, I eat all sorts of different kinds of foods. I want to go and try new things. I want to be put in uncomfortable situations because I started doing that from a young age because of my parents, I wasn't told to do stuff uh, and what not to do. I was, they told, they let me explore. And then when I learned my lesson, they sat me down and they said, okay, what did we learn? And then that's when the lesson came. The lesson didn't come before the experience. It came after the experience. And also a lot of thing was little games you'd play that sort of like, I don't know, like, um, what's the one game with the blueberries? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we actually made everything into a game. So they didn't really, you know, when they're very little, they don't like certain foods. And I would actually, that's very funny. You're about three years old when we did that. I, I would take and I would hide the blueberries. I go, and I would literally hold, I don't know where they are. Where did the blueberries, where's the blueberries? I don't know where they are. And the kids would eat them. And I'm like, I don't, how did they disappear? And we would just make games out of things. I also remember not telling you, you actually told me the word no. I kind of understood that no means never-ending opportunity. I learned a lot of lessons from these guys because I think when you're little, you hear that word a lot. I remember going into the grocery store and we looked at that wall of candy and I said, could you guys go get me an apple or banana over there? And they said, well, there's just sugar there, right? And I think you turned to me and said, why is that? Is that I think bad men put that there to trick us. <laughs> Every time you check out, are you tempted at all by the candy aisle? No, no, not even close. <laughs> I mean, I, every now and then I treat myself because I'm only human, but like I noticed that when I go out to eat, I'm not looking at like foods that we normally consider unhealthy. Like my normal is stuff people consider healthy. And I don't even think of it, oh, am I eating healthy or unhealthy today? I just know what I like and it happens to be the healthier option because it's just what I grew up with and what I was allowed to like explore. It wasn't like, it wasn't like you need to eat your vegetables. It was like, like, learn what what vegetables you do like and then stick to those ones like it wasn't eat the vegetable you don't like and what did jack lane always say if man made it don't eat it that was a great thing in our household and you guys used to go did man make that did, did god make that and lastly do you remember the little guys with the yellow hats on oh that fix your body yeah okay <laughs> you know the last time you heard that story you were like four years old yeah <laughs> so what did, what kind of cup did they have would you fill in the cup oh um the cup uh you have to remind me just water Oh yeah. I think that's okay. why McKenna. I mean, when you go to drink something, do you think about soda at all? No, I drink. I drink mostly water because of that guy. And then the little guys mm-hmm. inside. All right, I don't want to keep you. I know you got some schoolwork to do, guys. Thank you so much, right? Anything else you want to say? It is Women's Day on on Monday. We're going to celebrate that. What would you like to say Happy to all Women's of- Day, everyone? Thank you. Yeah, we but it's a month? start today. Yeah, okay. We get the whole. Yeah, month. it's a month. <laughs> so awesome. lastly, what's one thing about your mom that everybody should know that they don't know? Um, one thing that, no, that, um, she's going to change the world. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Never heard you say that before. That's good. Know that one. Just wait. Just right. wait. I love you, baby. Thank you so Next much. Next up and coming. All right. Yay. Wow. Okay. Uh, so if I do anything right in my life, we talk about legacy, that would be it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'll tell you what, his sister is different, but they are, but you know, it's funny that Lord Lana, that you said about speaking in public, I would, I gave, I've been teaching classes since they were little and I would always bring them up on stage and give them an opportunity to talk. And he would always go, do I need to? And then he would just talk and these, these things would come out. I'm like, yes, yes. We need to hear you. You're amazing. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's part of, I guess, having an interesting mom, Paula, as a mom of eight, I I can't quite comprehend being a mom of eight. Well, let me, let me give you, and I've had so many thoughts as you were going, because four of my eight books are parenting books, Forbes. And so I thought of a couple of things. I love the things he said and the things that you, you made it fun. But what he was talking about is that you were loving and kind. And yet I know, because I know you gave boundaries. So you have to be firm and people can be firm and kind at the same time. They just have to learn that when they hit that, that then there are consequences. And then the third is consistency. So kindness, firmness, consistency are the three really good keys that when people are talking, especially about discipline. But I love that he talked about that word, the no. And if I could take just a a minute and share uh, what I teach about that word, no. And I love that you're you're familiar with that, that principle of not always saying no, but and I say yes. And I teach women to say yes. So when a child comes to you 15 minutes before dinner and they say, can I have some ice cream? You say yes. Just as soon as you finish your dinner and eat your vegetables, you can have some ice cream. You know, <laughs> your terms. And then when they come and they say, can I play with my friends? Say, yes. That's true. Just as soon as your, your room is clean, you can play till 15 minutes before dinner. And here's my favorite. When they say mm-hmm. sleepover, I say yes. Just as soon as you're married, you can have all the sleepovers you <laughs> want. I know what happens at three o'clock in the morning. And so we just didn't do sleepovers. But I love that you are such a great mom, in addition to being such an amazing professional. And I haven't seen that piece of you. So I, it's delightful. Yeah, it's, it's really actually nice to have him come and do that because they're always so busy. Uh, but it does yeah, yeah. actually speak louder than words. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Miss, yeah. uh, so actually, Paula, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, that was a lovely way to start the day that we have a young oh. feminist. Um, and I'll tell you what, when it got to the period project, he was right there. I, I was like, I don't know if I've ever been more proud of a, of a young man in my whole life about how he made sure that it was always accessible for girls and about who think I'm sure the principal of the school doesn't think about that, but he is, you know? Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So Paula, introduce yourself. Say hi to everybody. Well, thank you so much. I'm a global mentor for women. I've had the joy of putting on in collaboration with other women and organizations over 400 events, live events in 152 nations. And I've been so blessed to receive three presidential awards from the last three presidents for my global work. Uh, and I, I love International Women's Day. On the, I, I own internationalwomensday.org and I invite all of our viewers, please, please, please go to internationalwomensday.org on International Women's Day. And you'll see 42 presenters. I was in the studio Saturday for 12 hours and six hours on Friday, and we put it all together and we're gonna show it and then it'll, it'll be there for a while. But on the 100th anniversary of International Women's Day, then that was when we, I was there in LA, because that's where I grew up. And then we had ballrooms of women in New York and Baltimore, Atlanta, Miami, Dallas, Denver, San Francisco, and 369 other events all over the world over a three day wow. period because of the dateline. So we pre-recorded, we recorded live, and then we, you know, replayed it. And it was fabulous. That was the 100th. Well, I love this 2021. It's the 
110th anniversary. And our motto on internationalwomensday.org is women rising. And there is a rising, there is an awakening of the women of the world and knowing the women of the world so well as I do, I've watched it. I've had such a joyful experience in the last 30 plus years traveling and knowing and laughing with and loving and learning from the women of the world. So I love this celebration. And what we're going to do in the future, a little spoiler alert, is especially for those who are here, is we're actually going to have an International Women's Day April, International Women's Day May, International Women's Day. And we're going to do this through internationalwomensday.org and from some of the other platforms that I have. So I love, uh, I love that uh, women are, are being honored. And they say, well, why is that? They're not a men's day. There actually is in November. And, and yet we're so happy to celebrate this. So thank like, you. There's, there's a men's day, but we're not celebrating. We're not celebrating it. <laughs> it's fine. We're not celebrating it today. You know, today. Love that. Paula, so Paula Fellingham has just introduced herself. We're going to simulcast this uh, on, on Clubhouse as well, celebrating women. You guys are listening to my radio show here on Voice America. Also simulcasting on Facebook. I'm introducing everybody real quick. My beautiful 14, my 18, 18 year old son just sat on my lap, which is unfortunately you guys can't see, but you'll see the replay if you go to Facebook and just talked about being the president of the feminist club, something I don't think a lot of men are willing to do. I, we've got one minute before my first break, then I will introduce Natalie and Luana and say hi to everybody and just keep this energy going about not male bashing, but just loving who we are, who we get to be, offering up some actionable tips to making this a spectacular month overall, locking up an arm and saying, you know what? I am glad I'm a woman. I'm glad I'm who I am, and I'm glad I get to share it with you. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Be inspired. 
You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. All right, we're having an absolute love fest here on Mother's Day on Voice America. Uh, we started out the show by having my 18-year-old son sit on my lap. That's hard to do it at six foot four. There's a lot of him. And whenever I hear that young man speak, I am blown away that I'm his mom. And I love how he looks at me, and I love what he said about me, and that just, you know, of all the things that I got to do, did that one pretty good. Paula, my first guest, has eight children. And she's written 94,000 books and has, no, no, but, but she actually has 24, 24 grandchildren. Yes. There's a lot of spelling. They're all running around all over the place, my girl. Uh, let me introduce Natalie Forrest. Natalie, I met recently because I was a guest on the LA Tribune show. Natalie, will you come in? My PhD, we're all underachievers here. And say hi to everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. And as a PhD, I just want to say that I'm actually in my car because I'm also a mom. So I just want to say hi, everybody. PhD is, is neither here nor there. It has nothing to do with the qualities and the potential that you have. So I don't care about degrees. I was like a dog with a bone when I, had that, when I earned that degree. I just didn't want to let go. And that's resilience. That's commitment. That's dedication. And that's what women have. That's what Forbes has. That's what Paula has. Because everybody has who's on here. That's what, what is important. And I love Riley's talk the way he he mentioned authenticity that is so crucial because a lot of people have lost that in the society that we live in today it's all about the image so i'm in my car i don't care about the image because i wanted to be here i wanted to support international women's day i want to support women i want to support forbes and paula that's what i do because i'm a mentor intuitive transformational mentor and i have a nine and a half year old who's going on 24 and she's going to hook up with riley and everybody else and they're going to change the world. That's my intro. <laughs> I will tell you, if we raise them right, you know, children are only 10% of our population, but they are in fact 100% of our future. And so what we oh, yes. them and how we level up, and I'm a little nervous, honestly, about the world that we are leaving them. That's a very different conversation. Yes. Um, and I, I will say, while we, you and I, Natalie, love kids in school, it's important to remain active about education. Something happens Ooh. When you leave, when you no longer have kids that are that young. And I think that's why our lawmakers don't focus on changing schools because they don't have kids. They may have grandkids, but they're older and they're not thinking about it. But I will tell you, when you're in the thick of the education, I'm just going to call it a nightmare because it's not evolving. It's not changing. It's not cutting edge. Uh, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Well, yeah, we'll say horrible. Miss Luana Sandoval, nice to see you here, my girl. You're in Nashville. Will you join us and say hello? Hello from Nashville. I just moved here from New York. Um, I, in New York, I worked a lot in film production. I had the honor to work together with Bruce Willis. And I also wrote a song with Madonna's guitarist, Miroca Paris, mm. which is called La Soledad. It's on my mm. YouTube channel. And um, yeah, what I'm saying is just music is so important, songwriting, especially now in these strange times. I even wrote two songs about COVID. Uh, they are really funny. And I released uh, a record about 2020. It's called Fun House. You can uh, stream it on Spotify, everywhere. And yeah. You may have to get you to sing a little bit of this now, I'm thinking. Yes? I'm wondering how, you, how vocal you feel. Hmm. 
Um, I feel I feel like home actually. It's uh, close to where I come from, from southern Germany. So and it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful town. So let me hear a little of one of Germany. Yeah, she said Germany. Yes, Natalie. I'm okay, so her, her and I, her and I were, 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 were sisters, just the north of Germany. Awesome. Sorry, sorry, I had to, oh, okay. I had to pull that in. We're having, we're having a little relationship gathering here. That is so adorable. Awesome. Yeah, my father's from Nicaragua, so I'm a mix. Now, Luana, are you in Nashville to pursue a music career? Yes, I am, and also film. So I do both. I also write music for film and TV. And, and I'm I, all about. All about uplifting. Paula, I'm going to go back to you for a second because I want to talk about time management. You obviously okay. have some handle on this. Will you well, share I, with us? I really do. And I wanted to tell Luana that uh, since I, I'm a musician, that's my undergraduate, my doctorate is in human relations, but my undergraduate's in music, right, from uh, Occidental College in LA. And I, I, with, I'm an entrepreneur, a musician, and I had a lot of kids. So what did I do? I created a family band. And for 12 years, leaving in May and coming back in September, we performed in 42 states at the United Nations and Europe. And uh, it was fabulous. And so I want to encourage you to, uh, you know, pursue that that's, that speaks to you and you're so passionate about your music. And don't, don't get discouraged because there are days that our last summer we performed 273 shows. That's five a day on six on the weekends. So even, you know, you might find that later in your life, married, you have children, you can still do it. There are lots of options. So time management. Forbes, I come. Before, before she talk, you know, you guys can't see Paula. I have to just share something. <laughs> because when people think of Forbes Riley, they think of energy and I look pretty good for my age. This woman at 77 looks way younger than 72, I do. 72. 72. I really even look better. But <laughs> the energy level of you, I mean, I've spoken to you a lot because we're doing a project together, is like yes. always up like beyond. So all right, talk about oh. time management first. But you know what? And I live in gratitude, Forbes. When you wake up every morning because of the global work, and that's why I tell people, get the heck out of Dodge. Get out of the United States. Take your children to dire poverty. Have them get that gratitude in their heart that never will leave them once they have met and loved and, you know, had the association with people who so many of my friends in the deepest, darkest slums of Africa are happier than my friends who live in 20,000 square foot homes by around me. And it just doesn't make sense to me. But that's a whole nother conversation we can have another time. Time management, my darling friend, it's compartmentalizing. When I'm with my family, I'm 100% with them. And I, because I teach how to control your thoughts, words, and actions, I don't think about my business. I don't think about anybody in Africa or China. You know, I don't do that. I'm able to just focus. You know, yesterday I took a grandson and we, I went, we have these special traditions. It doesn't matter. I can tell that another time. We talk about relationships. But the time management, you, when I am like here, 100% focused before we went on the air, you know, on Saturday, I spent 12 hours in the studio. Before this, I was doing introductions uh, on, on Zoom and for another big event that's happening. And so it's, 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 it's what you do with your time. My biggest pet peeve is wasting my time, is wasting time because it's so precious. It's so precious and you can do so much. And I tell women around the world, you can do it all, just not at the same time. I don't want to ever have our young women think that those who bring women, children into the world, they need to be with them. They need to do exactly what you did, Forbes. 
What now well, you got your youngest is 18. Now yeah. you're flying and doing the things. That's exactly what I did. I didn't get my doctorate till I was 50. I didn't start traveling until I was there because, you know, your highest priority is your family, or it should be. And so compartmentalizing is huge. And you have a schedule every day. I should show you every day I have a to-do list. And every morning I make it and I check it off and that's therapeutic, you know that. And then I, you know, I have like 20 things on my list and they're big things. And yet at the end of the day, I sit and everybody who knows me knows they don't past 7 p.m. Because that's my evening and that's family time and I never work on the Sabbath. So everybody has their journey, has their methods and their systems. But for me, being able to say this is what I do when I do it. And yes, I can just take a time out and say this afternoon, I'm not doing a thing. But that's the joy of being an entrepreneur, that you can take those walks on the beach and you can spend that time with your family. It's your priorities that are so important. And then you just compartmentalize them. I say no to a lot of things that I could be doing. So I appreciate you asking me that question. I teach it, um, I, and I teach the women I have. I'd love to have them know about women's, with a plural, information, not international, informationnetwork.com, because this is, there are many wonderful thought leaders on that website, uh, in that global community, who teach so many things. And I just love the women to know that it's, it's, um, it's open, it's free, it's, we welcome you to learn from all these thought leaders. Well, it's just become, uh, so for Ashley Lara, who's just joining us, she has eight children, 24 grandchildren, like seven books, more, is more books than that? That's okay, eight books, that's fine. Eight, I'm just going to use that word for eight for everything that she does. And energy for days. I am enamored with my new friend here. I'm in business with her and like, wow. Hey, Lara, will you jump on when you can? Ashley Armstrong is also up north from us. I, I, I'm here. I'm here. Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Well, I was just excited to have some of my friends. I know I put it out there in my scheduling. Who knows what happened? My assistant quit yesterday. My 24-year-old had a mental meltdown. She had anxiety. Oh, welcome to my world. I, I, I think when you, we, we move fast here, we are, and I tried so hard to put her in a box and just let her do that one thing. And then Clubhouse blew up between that and a speaking engagement. We onboarded 1,800 students, and I think she just fell apart. So, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have nothing to say. I, I feel sad. Um, I feel sad because I was so excited to have some really solid, wonderful help, and she was adorable. Larry, did you just recently have lose someone help-wise, or are you struggling to find that, or where are you with the help situation? Oh my God, I can write a book about this. It's like, <laughs> I can totally do that. I Actually, I'm in a crisis, <laughs> so glad that we're talking about this. Um, I My company grew a lot. Last year, at this time of the year, we were um, 12. Right now, we're 44 and I have an app for five other people. And I have the problem that apparently I train people really well, so big company steals them from me. So <laughs> it's a good, it's an honor, like, oh, thank you. But I want my people, I love my people. And, and I'm still a small business, so it's hard to compete with big companies. It is interesting, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that was the argument about network marketing years ago about why that's a good model because people don't leave you. They just keep building their own world that benefits you. But when you build somebody, train them and they leave and they go next door or wherever because it's, who knows, 
It's I, I find it very hurtful. I find like my, it's like my children just leaving. Mm. Ashley, where are you in all of that? For hiring and having people, yeah, I think it. You, we've had this conversation before. Sometimes no, you I just got really someone after being there. inspired by you, and then I lost them. I'm like, what happened? Oh man, I'm trying to find someone who can, who can really buy into your dream and like get into your corner where they feel empowered to be part of the journey with you. I find that's really hard to it's like needle in a haystack to find those individuals. But when you do, it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, like you said, you had people, you had someone, I was a uh, cleaner of your house, like for 14 years, if I remember correctly. Oh yes. Yeah. My, she was she my right hand. Yeah. I love that. And in fact, I don't know if I would be where I am without having loyal people in my life. Um, yeah. But there's some positions that are just a little more challenging than others. Paula, do you have any thoughts on, on people? Yeah, in your I really world? do. So what I'd love to suggest to everyone and everyone listening and watching is that, the, the resource that so many people don't understand is your local college or university. They get college credit, university credit for being interns and you don't pay them. I've had up to 30 interns a semester. And then I choose the best of the best. My people have been with me for over eight years. And uh, so I, you know, they, you know who is the cream of the crop because you've sifted through, but they, they do so much work for the credit that the college gives them. All you have to do is go be, uh, you know, you apply and then you're recommended and then you're on the list. And if you do a great copywriting, then, then they want to work with you, right? And then they come on board and then I always put one intern in charge of the other interns. That was their internship. And so it was a beautiful thing. But I just like to recommend that to everyone. It's free help and learning and then you well, actually you know what i have to say something i don't know that it is you have to be very careful nowadays they actually instituted a law in this country and i could be yeah. wrong but yeah. that if you have an intern do work that is not teaching them but is work work they are required to get paid and i just i remember hearing some oh, of my baby, I uh, teach absolutely them. i want to say that you have a lot i have interns and you have a lot of regulations but also it's a lot of work because you're supposed to mentor them yeah, you mentor them. You mentor. But it also depends on, on where you're at, right? Yeah, and actually, yeah. what it depends the on work that you're doing is mentoring. Every state is different too. It yeah. is, but you know what? I mm -hmm. signed up an, an intern last week. She signed all the intern uh, sheet papers. She never showed up. Ah, you get a lot of that too. And I found mm. I don't know about you guys, but I found a lot of people inconsistent that they. They want to jump. They feel like the only way to grow is by jumping from job to job. Huh. It's an interesting time that we live in. Yeah. I haven't had that experience. Say, but I've, got, oh, I've got four minutes. I know that's a whole nother conversation. I think we just should do yeah. offline for the heck of it. Maybe I do a room about this. I know we're not alone. And I feel Lara's pain. Lara, tell everybody who you are and how you're celebrating being a woman. Oh, well, I'm Lara Schmoisman. I'm the CEO of the DAO, a boutique agency based in Los Angeles. And I'm also a coach. I help entrepreneurs and business owners to make a strategy and consistency and understand the digital ecosystem so they don't get, uh, they don't fail for making basic mistakes or don't know how to uh, work with their vendors. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I do and how I'm celebrating uh, Women's International Day. First, I'm having a panel in Clubha at Clubhouse with an incredible group of women that one, and also I'm gonna be celebrating with my team. I have a lot of very strong women in my team, and we find and we have a very strong culture in the team, and we found an excuse to celebrate, so we'll be having a happy hour. 
Ah, I love that so much. I have my guest, Ms. Ashley Armstrong, the one and only strategist when it comes to Amazon and other things. How are you, my darling? Wonderful. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Sorry, I was a little bit late to the party. It's okay. I love this <laughs> color so on you. So to talk to me. Tell everybody you got people listening on Clubhouse all over Facebook and, of course, forever on my, I, my podcast here and, and radio show. Wow, just about a million people listening. Uh, tell us who Ashley is and how you plan on celebrating Women's Day this year. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, I'm Ashley Armstrong, the e-commerce hidden rules expert, and I help established product companies find millions of dollars they're leaving on the table with my women in e-commerce mastermind. And that's really what my celebration is. I've pivoted from working with multi-million dollar companies and just focusing on supporting women in my space, in the e-commerce space, giving them a safe space, a place to get, you know, not only expert mentorship, but an, an, an opportunity to meet other like-minded individuals where they don't have to be in their masculine energy all the time and the other communities and training programs that there are. And so I'm launching that as we speak this month. And uh, I'm super, super excited to get the women a safe space where they can grow their businesses in the e-commerce space. I'm just super, super excited about it. I got lots of people who are jumping on board and Forbes, you are there as well, supporting me. So I'm really, really appreciative. So thank you so much. We have about two minutes to my next break. Uh, does anyone want to ask someone else a question on the panel? Be thinking about that when we come back. It's a great, fun thing to do. Um, and then, Paul, I'm going to let you take us out. You were talking about, uh, you had something you were going to talk in terms of not management, but people and hiring and oh, your well, last thoughts on that. You know, thinking about International Women's Day, though, internationalwomensday.org is where I'd love everyone to go on International Women's Day. And there we have 42 presenters and just celebrating all day long. Um, and, and what was the, the question for? Oh, well, actually, we have one minute left to break, so I'll just take it out for us. I'm take also, it, on, on that day, I am also going to be all around the world live between Clubhouse and I'm thinking I'm booked every hour on the hour all day, which is very exciting. And I love the fact that women seem to have this voice now. And it feels loud and proud and solid and, and kind of about time. Hmm. All right, you guys, uh, you're listening to Forbes Riley here on the Forbes Factory. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness. And today I'm being smiling from ear to ear because I've got a beautiful entire room full of women. Yahoo, yahoo. And uh, I will, don't go away. We'll be right back after this message. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight-toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. 
Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. You're coming back for the last part of an amazing hour of women celebrating women, which is just nice. I mean, that's the thing I was going to talk about is that when I was little, and girls are different. They just are. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember having any girlfriends when I was growing up uh, and being bullied a lot. Mm-hmm. And then when my daughter got to that age, she was bullied. And I'm like, maybe it's girls. But you cross over a line when a girl becomes a woman. And then it's like, I don't care what you look like, how pretty or tiny or big or whatever you are. I got gotcha. you. Because I know that you've been through some stuff. And I think that's a real, and especially those of us who are on this panel who have chosen to work, you know, it's whether you're a mom or not, actually that's a, that's one distinction, but women who choose to be part of this workforce, we're different. We're a little bit of a different breed. Do you agree, Lara? What do you think? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's I, we need to dare to change. We need to be open to change and accept that our relationships change over time. Like you were saying before, like having friends, I made friends also when I had my kids and we right. grew up with all that. But then what happened? Uh, those friendships changed. And when I became an entrepreneur, I, I felt like I could not talk to them about the same things. They they wanted to be there for me. Don't get me wrong. And I love them for that. But they just couldn't understand what I was going through. So you need to open to making new relationships and other women's and why not men, which I respect strong women, which is not easy always to find. And, and you need to open to build those new strong relationships. You know, I don't think that outsiders realize how soft, strong women are. Mm. Good point. I never noticed, Lara just said that because something about being an alpha woman, but we don't all walk around with, I don't, we don't need to be the alpha dog. And I, that's interesting. Ashley, what do you think about that? I saw your light bulb go off. Yeah. You know, I absolutely love that because, you know, we see it in the movies, we see it in books, like we are headstrong, we get shit done, we're action takers, which is brilliant because nothing ever gets done unless you take action. And people are like, I want to be inspired. I want to be motivated. It's like, no, actually pick something, take action, accomplish it. That's where you get the motivation. And that's where you get the inspiration because that win psychological will help you get that flywheel effect of getting more wins. 
And so when you, when you bring in, you know, both sides of that coin, oh my gosh, so you, the, the women like we're soft on the inside or hard on the outside. Cause that's how we have to get stuff done. We have to show up and we have to be in our feminine energy, but we also have to maneuver, play the game, figure out the route, the people that we're speaking to, whether men or women, the different personalities. And we have to juggle it all as we're juggling life and children and dependents or older parents or whatever it might be. So we're always having to do this juggling act, you know, for the most part. And we're always having to step in and out of like, what energy should I be in based on the people who are in front of me and what I'm trying to accomplish? (laughs) Absolutely. But also about that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to show that you're human, but you need to decide how much you show. You need to gauge in what situation you can show your vulnerability. Oh, that's a big one for all of us. And you're giving three languages. (laughs) Luana, how do you feel about that? I absolutely relate to that. So I'm strong from the outside, outgoing, uh, power woman. But when I write music, uh, that's the way where I can express my emotions Mm. and show my vulnerability. And uh, which I'm doing also in the music video, which I posted in the chat. Um, Yeah, so and people can relate to my music. And uh, yeah, I can help them to express them themselves better. So that's my way. Well, I, and I want to say that if you are a strong woman and, and that if when you do show that vulnerability, you are insanely powerful. I actually didn't know that till recently. So I'm watching everyone. I'm putting some pieces together that I hadn't actually seen before. Natalie, you got a PhD. What do you think? Well, even without the PhD, I think I disagree a little bit with what I've heard thus far because, because of the last point that you made. I think we're still often operating in the masculine paradigm. And that's where I think we're all short. When we actually are both, when we are the nurturer as well as the strong woman, I think mm-hmm. our, our, our impact just amplifies so much. Um, I experienced that this last year when my mom was sick and I had to tell one of the three teams that I lead, I said, I'm sorry, I had to go. I didn't really want to say why, because I was like, no, you know, you don't have to feel sorry for me. But my colleague did. He said, you know, her mom is not doing well. And they had this outpouring, this authentic outpouring that lifted me up. And they, they allowed me to be vulnerable. Now we have a very different relationship with the whole team. They're all experts in their own, fee, their own field. But because I allowed myself to be vulnerable, the team is even stronger. So I think as women... If we step outside the masculine paradigm and just embrace the fact that sometimes we want to cry, sometimes we want to wear a skirt, and sometimes we want to kick somebody's, you know what? That's okay. And we just need to be authentic about it. That makes us much more powerful if we try to play within the feet of pontins. Well, because I am just now thinking that my role models were always men mm-hmm. in business. And I'm even thinking about that I would never, ever now want to wear a tie because I find it really offensive. I will tell you something, though, that I just saw from television. Uh, My niece was actually working on the TV series Madam Secretary. And I thought it was very interesting because I've always been about, as someone on TV, you're always wondering what to wear. And she became president. And it was fascinating because she wears a kind of a loose scarf thing that looks like a tie, but it's not. And I thought, oh... That's like the, the missing piece because mm-hmm. it's not the this thing that I saw women do 
with suits on for a while, though. Don't, don't, no, don't do that. That's a man's uniform. But to find this professional, sexy, <laughs> but put together, I know. It's, now, Paula, you get to be one of the matriarchs of this entire thing. What do you think about being a strong woman, masculine woman, mom? How do you navigate well, that? <laughs> what I've learned through my global experience is that the women of the world, we are so much more alike, Forbes, than we are different. And I see this common, everyone's spoken, and I love the conversation, love it, love it, that we are talking about things that I, as I was listening to you, I thought I could be having this conversation in Singapore or in Malaysia or in anywhere in the world, in Finland, Ireland, anywhere, because the women, and I love this, it's one of the reasons that we love each other so much is because we're so much the same, that we sometimes have to have that M&M hardcore outside and other times we get to be squishy and 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 really being so authentic is is one of the keys and one of the reasons that we admire Oprah so much is because remember she'd be talking to her interviewee and then she'd look at the audience and go really right you know and she always included them in just like you do Forbes and what I love is that women more and more as the years go on they're able to get away with being more and more authentic and the world loves it we're like finally we don't have to be wearing the tire being the man and, and it's just liberating and juicy yeah liberating and juicy yeah. that's going to be the new title of my new show liberating and juicy <laughs> love it oh i love that i know i'm love liking that. that too all right we're gonna have 2020 couple- taught us a lot of stuff too Say that again? Oh, yeah. so I, 2020 taught us a lot of stuff as well. Because what I find, you know, I was an expat living in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico for almost 14 years. You had to create a family. You had to create the community when you're living somewhere else. You have to put energy and effort into it. And with 2020, with everyone having forced to be at home, we really needed connection. Like I, People are like starving for connection. Mm-hmm. And it really like dropped the barrier for a lot of people. I found a lot of people were stepping out and being more supportive and being more vulnerable and being more helpful instead of guarding their business relationships or guarding like what their secrets are and how they're getting things done, whether life or business. And now, you know, with the last year, I've had more people that I've helped and who have helped me than I have in probably in the last six years because of all this, this need for connection and the authenticity of it. And I just absolutely think it's amazing. So well, it's on Clubhouse and I, I, I am I, now I'm beyond addicted and it's really affecting my relationship because I can't even express how much I love it. Where the people that I were on last night playing a game that was unbelievable, woke up this morning to other news and things that are happening around the world. I feel like I woke up to the best pajama party in the world. And I will tell you, Paula, it is messed with every boundary I have ever had. No. <laughs> mm. so, I love it. I love it. And, and I, just have to, I just have to give them a little sneak peek and a little tease that all right, all right. there's something coming up for women that is going to take your breath away. And it's going to be, uh, it's, and we want you all to play and you're going to learn about it pretty soon, but it's very, very exciting. And, and uh, Forbes and Natalie and I are involved and all of you will be involved and especially for women and then, it's it's gonna be great. I'm just gonna let you know, and I'm actually gonna. Well, I I just can't do it, but you'll learn about. I signed it. an NDA. No, 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 I'm no, no. I'm so no. anxious to tell them. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. We have a we have a little bit of time left. Uh, each of us thirty seconds. Some thought. There's a woman out there who's not feeling as great about life as we are. 
for whatever reason. Yeah. Poor decisions, bad relationship, bad. What do you say to her? Uh, Ashley, would you start that for me? Oh my gosh, of course, throw me in. Um, anyone who's feeling like crap, really at the end of the day, the thing that works best for me, I'll talk from my own personal experiences, is when I am losing control in certain areas of my life or business or relationship, I take control by creating the environment that's specifically around me to represent what I need. I.e., meaning just clean my shit up. <laughs> really, if you can control something or something's not working for you, I find the best way of taking action is just like putting things away, reorganizing, going through, like, do I need to keep this? So I don't need to get a little bit of spring cleaning. I find when you have focus and you have control over something, like cleaning up your office space or your bedroom or whatever, it allows you to feel like you're in control. And then whatever's kind of bothering you, it also gives you that opportunity to have that insight and in how you can take control of that as well. So that's something that I do as a little habit. I just love you. Miss Lara, step up to the plate here. One uh, last thought. My last thought is always step up, look at the big picture, and don't make any decisions when you're upset. Or hungry. Uh, or hungry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But look at the big picture. Don't stay in the tiny thing. Because many times we are upset or we are we have an issue with the little thing and we because we're so obsessed with that we're not seeing the big picture. I love that and love you for showing up today. Miss Luana, your final thought. Oh, what I do when I when I have um, thoughts um, and I feel like I'm stuck, I'm usually outside sitting by the river. And um, I look back what I have achieved and I applaud myself. I'm proud of what I have done so far. I have usually have my notice book and I write my thoughts down and it can turn into a song or a poem. And uh, then I write music about it. Now I'm sad I can't write music and I certainly don't sing. Miss Natalie Frost from Miss Forest. Experiment maybe with something, and maybe each one of you all do this, but I begin each day with a prayer and a meditation. It doesn't have to be long, but I know that when I connect into a higher power that I'm always braver and, um, you know, wiser than I could be ever alone. So that's... Love that. And my little thought came from somebody said last night, you know, no matter where you are in life, uh, you know that a, a third grader looks up to a fourth grader as being that much further ahead. And I didn't realize that. Just turn around and realize that you're a little bit ahead of anybody else who's behind you and you don't have to be a PhD just yet. It's a journey. There doesn't seem to be a destination. I would enjoy the ride. To my guys, to all my beautiful women here and everyone in uh, Arizona, thank you guys. I'll see you next week right here on The Forbes Factor. Bye-bye. Thank you for making The Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.